Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Digital Coach. I'm your host, Ben Kamara, and as always, I uh, speak to the industry's pioneers and thought leaders on how we can stay ahead of the trends. Today, I'm joined by someone I've known for a very long time. He is my business partner on Number One Fitness, but he also brings a huge amount of experience into the fold. And so I welcome to the show, Harry Thomas. How are you doing, Harry? Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. <laughs> Good, good, good. Where are you, mate? You, you sound like you're in a park or something. Yeah, I'm out with nature, just grounding myself. I've got a, a busy day ahead, so. Ah, uh, yeah, you, you need to be doing that. So, so we'll dive in. Um, for those of you that don't know Harry, Harry, kind of give us a 60-second rundown of kind of what you've been doing the last year. Yeah, hi, guys. I'm, I'm Harry Thomas. Uh, like Ben said, his business partner at Number One Fitness. We started the company about 10 years ago. Um, prior to that, I was always been into fitness. Uh, did a college course, sports course. Didn't know what I wanted to do. Then somehow got into the fitness industry based on one conversation. And then since then, it's transformed into where we are now. Uh, I am also a life coach, a tutor for the education side of our academy. Um, and yeah, I, I kind of combine everything together. Awesome. So the main element of getting you on today was actually, obviously, you know, um, there is the education point, but you've been doing a lot in the life coaching space, the health coaching space. Um, how has that kind of changed now that we've gone into this COVID crisis and everything's online? Uh, was it online before? Was it face to face? You know, how have you kind of, how's your business been affected by it with that side of things? Uh, in, in terms of the coaching, it hasn't actually affected it at all. I think what it has done is given more opportunities. Um, for me, I have a few clients around the world anyway. So the only way I was able to coach them initially was through uh, the video conference. But now other people are getting to experience it because that's all they've got. And yeah. what I've noticed is some people always want the face-to-face -face element, which if I could pick, I, I still prefer. But this mm. is so close to that now. And I think it's, uh, yeah, it's allowed me to expand my kind of business because before I was limited to think right I've only got clients in London and if I do have people elsewhere now I can literally physically go and advertise anywhere and it's starting to pay off as well so I'm a lot more confident in delivering the sessions uh, virtually and I think for me it's still you have to have some sort of engagement like face to face so I can see them phone call works but I think like humans interact with each other and I, I like reading body language and stuff as well so yeah definitely i mean um i mentioned in a previous podcast i'm reading a book called augmented uh it's all about the augmented age by brett king highly recommend it um and just talking about yeah how technology is you know obviously advancing at such incredible rate but you're still going to need to see that, that facial expression that 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 you know that that sensing of how that other person is so video conferencing virtual live sessions are obviously going to be paramount so you know we're both obviously passionate about mental health um you know you're obviously speaking a lot about it at the moment which i've, I've seen um how do you think that some of the trainers that you know maybe haven't really dived into that yet with their clients what could they be doing from a digital standpoint, a standpoint to, to really help those clients that are stuck at home and really struggling to kind of maintain at the moment some sort of mental health I think the first thing is going the extra mile. So asking the question of like, like how, who can I serve today? Who can I go and help? Because a lot of trainers have lost a lot of business because the, the clients are maybe no longer nearby or they don't want to go virtually. 
it doesn't mean they're not your client anymore. So there's still loads of things that you can do. And I think the key bit for a successful trainer is the care element, going the extra mile. But clients need motivation. And I think just maybe on a Monday morning, as an example, you send them a nice catch-up text. Like, how have you been? Been thinking about you? Remember when we were smashing it? That, that, that sets them up nicely for the whole week as well then. So I'd say the first one is rather than panicking, just thinking, like, what, what can I do now and, and who can I serve? Because you'll see that someone will come back and actually, oh, what, you do virtual training now? And then they'll come up again. So I'd say that would be one. And then content, like put, put, put yourself out there now. And it's getting out of your comfort zone. Like we have to sh- showcase ourselves and advertise ourselves. That means like bring your personality to the table. If things are virtual, the one thing that's going to separate you is you as the individual, your personality, your, and th- that needs to be shown on all the platforms, I believe. Yeah, I mean, we've seen a lot of trainers, trainers have kind of messaged in saying they don't necessarily know where to start. You know, what would you say to those guys that, you know, they're not, they're not keen on getting in front of the camera, they're not sure what to talk about, um, you know, what would you say to them? I would say the first question is to ask, why would other people train with you? Like, what, what is it that you offer that uh, would get people to train with you? And I think if you know that, then maybe talk about that stuff. It could be just your passions. If you don't want to talk about a subject that maybe you're not comfortable on yet, go and talk about maybe a workout that you did or an experience that you had with a client or your first ever virtual training session. How did that go? What was the good things about it? What didn't you like about it? And these people kind of get a sense of who you are then. Yeah, I think, yeah, I totally agree. I think finding just something that you're passionate about and talking about it, you just can't go wrong. It's when obviously you only get the six likes or whatever that get a bit disheartened but at the end of the day guys just remember we spoke about this many times you know gyms need thousands of clients studios need hundreds here's a pt you just need a few um, I'll, I'll share a story on that though because like the likes and people not interested straight away you just give up on it but i put a post up on our building complex there's like 800 members on facebook Okay. And I, at the start of lockdown, I said, look, guys, we're doing virtual classes. We're doing training stuff. Anyone interested? I got asked by the um, person who controlled the group to take, I'm not allowed to advertise anymore. So just left that one there. But she said, please don't do it anymore. Seven weeks later, someone messaged me and said, I saw your post and signed up to some coaching sessions. So it 100% works. If you put it out there, yes, you might not get liked straight away. But at some point, it will come back to you. And I think that was a... a yeah clear message really just keep doing it because like people just looking at that moment right now but the more and more you do the more people get exposed to you and and when they're ready to train then they'll contact yeah so let's dive a bit deeper then you know because health coaching you know it's a hard thing to 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 kind of get across life coaching also so you know are you planning your social media how does it work you know for those again that are just trying to build something are you, you know, talk to us about the planning aspect. Yeah. yeah, so recently I've just managed to get a designer who I'm, I'm paying a monthly, um, I've got a monthly account with him. So what I do is create the content and on Instagram there's sliders. So it, it's something, I, a topic that I feel has relevance. I will write the content out and I've done about 11 posts this month. He now has a task to get them all designed within the month. And next month we then schedule it. So every other post that I do will be more heavy content. And then the ones in between will be maybe something that happens in the day, a workout, some advice and nutrition, something like that. But the, 
the core content is every other day. Gotcha. That makes sense. And for, for guys that are, you know, not sure where to get designers, head, head over to fiverr.com. Yeah. Upwork, you know, you can outsource this. To a lot of um, if there is interference, um, sorry guys, it's just, it might be one of the microphones. So going forwards then, you know, you've seen virtual training, you've seen online coaching. Um, how do you see the fitness professionals kind of, you know, the next, let's say two to five years, you know, let's look a bit further into the future. What does a fitness professional such as a trainer look like on a day? Is, is it still face to face? Is it all online? Is it a mix? What's your take on it? I think you're always going to get a mix. I think some people like just being uh, with other people. Um, but the, the more the technology improves, the more you're going to feel like you're interacting with people. And soon we're going to start having like the glasses and you're going to be interacting with other people in the room. So it's, it is moving more that way. And I think uh, a key part is just to pay attention to what is out there at the moment. And like me and you went to a, a talk about six, seven years ago and he was talking about 3D printers and he was talking about things that we didn't even know existed back then. Um, so now it's just paying attention to what there is out there and trying to get on board with that straight away. Um, I think the key element that I've noticed is, is a base sense of community still. So I, I think it's trying to get people all over the world interacting with each other, sharing stories, sharing results, sharing problems that they have. And then you start realizing that they're not alone. And I think that encourages more motivation and stuff as well. Yeah, and what about from an education standpoint? Guys, to give you some kind of uh, insight into how long this transition is per of a personal trainer to health is going on, we kind of first got really down the rabbit hole back in 2012 when Michelle Dalcor from Institute of Motion, um, you know, shout out to the Institute of Motion, they're, they're unbelievable, check out some of their education. They, they also created the Viper, but it's talking about smart homes, and talking about wearable tech, this is 2012. And you know, what we've seen in the last months, you know, it's kind of like an acceleration of what was coming anyway. So, from an education standpoint, then, what could you be looking at that's not just exercise physiology, but more on the, the coaching element? What do you? What would you recommend? Oh, there's there's endless ones now, and again, we can go we can go all over. Um, I've, I've, yeah, I'd, I'd say some sort of coaching, even if it is a small workshop, just to get an understanding, like what is actual coaching? Because what you start realizing that you'll learn a lot more about yourself, like how you interact with people, learning how to listen, learn not to like put your agenda and everything. And I think just having that awareness then will then allow you to be like, okay, I actually like this and go down that route. Or you might have NLP. Um, there's loads of different avenues that you can go down. But I think- Mindful talent, right? You know, so you yeah, have mindful talent. I started with yeah. coaching. Check out the both of those companies as well, guys. Yeah, definitely. I think it's taught me a lot. It's, it's definitely it's a learning process the whole time. Um, you you get to see other people uh, coaching as of just a full time career, and they they love it, absolutely love it. And again, they control their own diary. They can work from anywhere just because of the technology that we have nowadays. So. I think it's super rewarding and you can go a lot, lot deeper with the client rather than just looking at the fitness. And I think that's why I like blending it all together. So for those that are kind of not really getting it, because I know that it was the first, it was a term that I didn't really get, you know, especially here in the UK, when you think of coaching, you just think of sports. You know, what, what do you think the fundamental difference is the trainers that think they coach maybe are actually 
happening and also you know what about the difference between coaching and say counseling you know what would you say is the thing that you love about it yeah so that's that initially when i got into it i thought i was a good coach so as person training i'm coaching people every day uh on the education side people want to become tutors and i'm mentoring which i, I just associated was coaching but what i was doing is you come to me to lose weight i say do this do that do that i'm telling you what to do mentoring if um someone wants to set up their business as a pt i'd say right have a look at these platforms do this do that but i'm telling them what to do whereas coaching i don't actually say anything i'm just asking questions and they start bringing up their own problems and then they find solutions to it. And all I'm doing is just kind of holding the space and, and, and get them thinking outside the box. But the other thing with coaching and, and counseling and the difference is that a lot of like psychiatrists and stuff, they'll always go back in the past. And they'll try to figure out why you are like you are because, I don't know, your mum didn't uh, give you hugs when you were younger. And that's why you've now got depression. Like coaching doesn't go back in the past at all. Like the past has happened. It's no longer there. We always say, look, where are you right now? And then how can we uh, take you to a place where you're, you're hitting all your, your dreams and your, your potentials? Yeah, I think that's a really good explanation. Um, it's, for me, it's the fundamental. Uh, it should be a fundamental for any good personal trainer. Um, and again, like Harry said, you know, those that, that think already that they're a good coach, you know, ask yourself how many times do you just ask questions rather than actually tell them what to do. Cool. So, I mean, for yourself and the personal journey you're on and, you know, looking at, let's say, from a business standpoint, we are trying to keep it around the business element. You know, how do you see your, your personal training, your health coaching, your life coaching taking effect with what the COVID crisis has kind of opened our eyes to? What, what are you kind of focusing on? A few elements. I think the, the first one is the education. Uh, we have now a bigger outreach. I believe the platform that we have created has always been up there, but we've never been able to get it out to enough people, which now I feel like we can. And we've, we've already shown that with some of the virtual courses that we've put on. The uh, business side, there's the corporate wellness. So we're now managing to get into a lot more companies uh, just by reaching out to them because we're, we're providing something for their employees. And they're having an issue of trying to keep engagement there because they're not coming all in the office together. So they have to come up with now new strategies of, of doing that. So we're now running a few corporate classes. We're doing did a corporate wellness talk on nutrition. There's loads of things that uh, you can get into companies there. So if you're a trainer and you're struggling with the PT side, have a look at what company you could maybe offer something to because they're all looking for something like that. It could be just a stretch class and that then energize them for the day, better work performance and better profits for the company like there's things that you can pitch to a company to do that and on the pt side with number one fitness it's just looking at how we can keep uh, the customers engaged get, keep getting the results obviously and then um keeping our uh, staff uh, positive and, and trying to grow their business for them as well yeah so one thing that we've seen this week um here at remote coach uh we had a corporate company contact us about paying a monthly fee to have access to a trainer when their employees needed one. So guys that are thinking out, think outside the box, guys, you have companies there nearby you could be doing this with. So touching then on the personal training, obviously, you know, our team has, has pivoted online. What have you kind of seen out there? There's a lot of free content. 
there's also been a lot of still kind of the coaching element of PDF, both on the same page of, of being in the room with the client when they need you. Um, how have you found the whole experience with kind of managing trainers that, you know, are going online? What have you seen the positives and cons? Uh, so we've been using remote coach uh, for that. So we've got a number of trainers in our company. Before we had two sites, now they're obviously working all uh, from home. But we still need to monitor the sessions actually being done. We need to see the, the number of sessions for our reporting and stuff. And um, that app allows us to do that. So I think from um, even just an admin point of view, the, the, the virtual side of things is, is really helping. And it, it's making life a lot easier on, on there. How have the clients found it? You know, uh, have they been getting results? Yeah, so I don't think we're ever going to get like a COVID like this again, but there's no shops, there's no restaurants, there's nothing here. So really the only thing that you've got to do to, to get away from like the daily stuff is exercise. So we've had some crazy results with clients. Got a few photos that are coming this week from some of our trainers. But you've got to think our clients maybe were training twice a week. They're now training every single day. And getting fitter and, and the weight's flying off them but then on the other side they're saving money they're not drinking they're not eating crap food and again they're putting it all back into their health so right now i think it's great i think the the, the concern potentially is when we do open up like obviously we just want to go and get to our restaurants we want to go see our friends want to go and let loose a bit so it's i think Again, it's an important time for coaches to start thinking about this now and putting content around that, okay, like you are going to go out, go enjoy yourself. Let's still pay attention and let, let's look at uh, ways that we can maybe be good in the week or lower your calories or something like that so you can then go out maybe the weekend more. And I think that would be a recommendation to focus on right now uh, for people trying to improve their business because it's a topic that everyone is going to be associated to like we all want to go out and get back our, our lives back really i mean how would you recommend that some of these trainers do that you know something that we've spoken to um they don't necessarily do much contact outside of the sessions so you know you're saying obviously we're going to come out of lockdown and clients may get back to the restaurants what, what sort of plan could a trainer put in place to um, you know, to make sure that their clients stay with their habits, do you think? So you, you want to have touch points, regular touch points. So for me, it's the communication all the way through, but you might you want to go maybe a bit strict on that. It could be a two-week reset habit checker or something like that where every day there's a potential uh, check-in. They might give you some stats. You might give them um, a focus on for that day, and then at the end of the day, you sign it off. So... Yeah, I would say maybe something where there's a number of touch points initially, just because you've got to think routine is going to be completely changed from what they've been used to for three months. It's going to be a shot to the system. So putting these new daily uh, routines and habit uh, in there will be a lot easier to follow then once it starts changing more and more. And what's your view on the free sessions and, and all that that's kind of going on? I... I, I never discourage a free session initially for the first one but just to constantly keep putting free content out there all that does is just say you're a free trainer and it, I, feel, I feel like it devalues uh, what you're doing um, all the hard work and the years of experience and learning and stuff that just goes completely out the window so people if they want to get results and they want to train with you they will pay I think initially everyone was doing it free it was, um, it was, it was kind of a whole new world so we were all testing but 
a lot of people have moved on now. So don't feel like because you have always done a free session that you have to keep doing these free workouts every single week. Like it's, it's time and that time could be used uh, actually building your business and, and getting more clients on now. If that's not serving you, if, if your free sessions, for example, are getting you five new leads a week and they're all signed up to a package, yeah, continue. But I think we've seen a number of trainers that have done free, free classes the entire three months. And it's like, why? I totally agree. And I think, you know, when you look at some of those guys, uh, they have stopped. They've actually stopped doing the sessions. I was getting WhatsApp messages, um, you know, join this class and it's, and it stopped because they're not making any money. I think the, the important thing Harry just said there, guys, was that, um, you know, you're devaluing what you do anyway. Uh, but also track it. You know, if you're using it as a marketing strategy, you know, social media is free, free for you to use as as marketing. And if you're getting clients, for sure. But like John Sinclair said on the podcast, you didn't get dumber because of coronavirus. So just remember your value, guys. Remember your value. Okay, cool. So I guess you know, for anyone that's starting off as a new trainer, um, from what you've seen, Harry, what would be the first three steps, or what are three takeaways that a, a trainer could take? you know, to get started with some sort of digital um, element to their business? I would say first one, go and find someone that's doing it already and start looking at how they're implementing it and why they are successful because you'll get a lot of good information from there. I think that would be the first one. Uh, second one is start looking at, right, who are your clients? Like where are you actually going to uh, get them from? You've got so many different social media platforms as well. And try to figure one out that actually resonates with you and your clients are on there. I always suggest LinkedIn uh, for people in the fitness industry. It's an untapped uh, yeah, social platform. Cool. But yet, all of your clients are on there. All, every, the whole corporate world's on there. The decision makers are on there. So I'd say maybe try something different and, and, and try to uh, infiltrate a, a, a new angle. Third one. Um, I say keep learning. I think the technology is changing all the time, but start embedding yourself in with it, get an understanding of it and start using it. Because there's, well, as you've seen, there's so many different apps and stuff nowadays and, and some of them have uh, a massive positive part to play in, in, in making your life a lot easier. But you need to start figuring out what one works for you because you've got like one product and there'll be seven different apps that uh, do similar things. Yeah, I think LinkedIn is hugely under um underutilized for sure um you know and i guess guys you know remove the ego you know obviously you want to make it look all nice on instagram and, and get all the likes but where are the the clients actually that are probably going to be paying you money they're probably going to be those professionals that are on linkedin so that's definitely a, a really good tip um okay harry i mean i guess you know if we're looking at one final tip for all the people um out there what, what would you what would you say is is uh you know a last tip last tip i i would say get your list ready and and start reaching out to people you haven't texted in a long time and just ask them how are they how's their health going is there anything i could help you with just something simple but don't make it silly just just actually generally be interested in about them and just see what comes back because it starts a conversation at least. Love that. Okay, cool. Thanks so much for joining me, Harry. Uh, we'll probably speak in about an hour, but uh, enjoy the air thing and I'll, I'll catch up with you soon. Thanks for joining us. Cheers, mate.